Recovery is stupendous. Achievable. Hope. Freedom. 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 Empowering. It's unique to everyone. It's a journey, not a destination. Getting a new lease on life. Finding restoration after you fall down. Recovery is having the freedom to enjoy life. For me, it was finding a way to really love myself. My recovery is possible in part because of my own sense of purpose. Hi, welcome to Montana's Peer Network uh, Facebook Live uh, Recovery Talks podcast. Kind of depends on how you're getting this. If you're getting it live, we're on Facebook. Uh, you might be listening to it down the road. That's going to be on a Recovery Talks podcast. My name is Jim Haney. I'm the executive director. And today joining me is Ashley McLean. Say hello, Ashley. Hey, everybody. And uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, resources. But before we get into that, uh, Ashley has some uh, events and kind of stuff coming up for MPN she wants to share. Yeah, we have a we have quite a bit, bit going on this month of April. Our topic for April is going to be all things resources. April 7th, we have our um, peer mentoring monthly call. Um, peer mentoring is a, a perk of being a paid member at Montana's Peer Network for certified behavioral health peer support specialists. Um, you'll have the privilege of working with Bill, um, and this is where all of all of the people getting mentored are coming together and talking about their successes and challenges in the mentoring program. April 8th, we have advanced directive um, training as part of the PAL project. That's the advanced psychiatric directive training on April 8th. April 10th, we have um, intro to recovery, which is also part of the PAL program. And then April 12th through the 16th, we have Peer Support 101 training. It is a full training. We are now accepting applications for the May training. So that's going on um, April 12th through 16th. Then April 13th as another piece of the PAL program, how to be effective on boards and councils. And you can get all of that information on our website under our events calendar. Well, that sounds like a lot of, lot of stuff going on in the next couple of yeah. weeks. Yeah. Yeah, lots lots of stuff happening as as usual. I think we're always pretty busy, but uh, April we have a lot lot more going on. It feels like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if somebody comes to the uh, what was that first one? The the peer 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 to peer. What was it called? Yeah, the peer supported to peer supported workforce meeting. Yeah, yeah. So what what kinds of things might you talk about in that meeting? Well, we update them on, um, you know, what's going on uh, legislatively. Um, we talk about, um, you know, things that, you know, we're experiencing across agency, right? Like, it doesn't matter what agency that you work at, that um, some of the same things are happening across the state and, and bringing those things up and um, coming up with like working solutions to maybe some challenges that come up but also um, to share resources with each other, right? That's, that's a huge thing is to be able to share those resources that we found in the course of our work. Right, and, and that's, that's an important part of being a peer supporter, right? Is knowing what resources are out there, but also you know, how to utilize them in, in your work. And I think that's really what we wanted to talk about today, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a great segue into our topic today. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, the, the peer supporter scope of practice talks about resources, right? Absolutely. I actually, you know, I was, I was looking at, you know, our scope of practice. I've been, it's kind of been on my mind lately. And, um, you know, there's, there's several pieces in um, the different elements of our scope of practice where it's broke down to um, like our recovery support, professional responsibility, mentoring and advocacy, right? Like in each of those different areas, there is, you know, a requirement for, for us to be resourced. You know, when it comes to our recovery support, it says that we, we need to be able to connect others to community resources. We need to provide education around wellness and recovery. And those are just two pieces out of recovery support where, you know, that tells me that, you know, I need to do the work as a certified behavioral health peer support specialist to find out what those are in, right. in my community. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think that building partnerships with other agencies is is a way that we can do that, right? Because Absolutely. where 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 you work as a peer supporter, it's not it's not going to have every resource for every single client that walks in the door, right? Right. Right. Yeah, just like, you know, my recovery and your recovery are personal journeys, right? That's going to be the same for you know, our peers across agencies also, like mm -hmm. these personal journeys. And if we can't meet the needs where we work, then we need to know where those needs can be met for our peers so they right. don't right. Um, struggle in their recovery journeys. Yeah. Right. And, and I think too, you know, if you, if you're working, if you're a peer supporter and you're working in a, in a rural community, you might not have that many resources in your immediate community. So now we have to start thinking regionally, what's available yeah. regionally and what's, what's available in the, you know, and you know, the big towns in Montana, Billings, Bozeman, Helena, Butte, Great Falls, Missoula. These are kind of the big communities that tend to have like all of the resources. So if I'm in a smaller community, I might not have that in my town, Right. Right. Mm -hmm. But I need to know, even if that's 100 miles away or that's 300 miles away, I need to know where those resources are so I can best serve people. And how do I connect with people who manage those other organizations or, or the peer supporters in those organizations? I think one of the great ways that you can do that is go to, you know, like these meetings or you can always look on the NPN website and right on our homepage, we have a map, an interactive map of Montana. And we do our best to, to uh, list where all the peer supporters are around the state. Now, again, we do our best. Sometimes we miss some people, new programs can open up or yeah. programs can close, right? Yeah, I was just gonna say it's a, it's a growing, it's a growing profession and the needs are there. And so, um, you know, there's new programs popping up left and right, which is a positive thing. And so, um, you know, we, we try our best. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, you might be in one of these small communities and you might need to know, well, the person's moving to Billings or something. Well, what's in Billings? Who's in Billings? A great way to do that is to go check the website. This is a resource. Our, our website is a resource for you. Um, and right on the homepage, we have that map. And again, we do our best to kind of keep that updated. It has contact information for 
peer programs. Um, and so, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm always stressing the importance of technology that peer supporters think about how they can keep incorporating technology into the support that they do. And so uh, that's, that's, that was important when I was, you know, working as a peer supporter, but also in my own recovery. Yes, I was just gonna. Right? I was just gonna mention that, like, not only for the like our peers who we work with, but for for our knowledge, right? Like, to to find resources for our own recovery options, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, COVID kind of pushed us this way, but this this has been something that has been available at our fingertips for a very very long time. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I think that the use of our phone you know, and having apps, you know, like on my phone, I have a couple of apps on here. I have, um, my three is a really, is, is a really good app, like a suicide prevention one. And then uh, psychiatric advanced directive. That's another one. And, you know, showing people being able to say, like, pull that up on your phone and be able to actually show somebody, you know, like the, the my three and say, Hey, you know, I use this. This was really helpful for me. Um, and as a peer supporter, you know, you can download a whole bunch of those and check them out and see like what what is beneficial. And maybe you use some of them, but maybe some of them you don't utilize as much because you know the person that people that you're working with that app's not needed, but you'd have it at your fingertips. You know, I, I think the always seeking new knowledge is the way that I kind of think about it and what I think is really important. So we keep educating ourselves. We keep growing in our own recovery, but also that professional piece to keep growing as a professional. Absolutely. And it's a really, it's a really good activity to, to get like resource together, you know, in, in a one-on-one -on -one session with your peers, like, like we're getting mm -hmm. resource together, we're learning together and it keeps that relationship mutual. But also, you know, it it invites, you know, my peer who I work with into the into the process of being mm -hmm. person centered, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, what what interests you? Let's look at recovery apps, or let's right. look at let's look at this right. this training. We can we can do a mutual mutual training together. Like, yeah. I don't have the secret sauce as a peer supporter. Um, it is mutual. Right. Right. Yeah, and helping them, you know, like download the app right there, like actually doing that with the person. And like the My Three one, you know, you could start filling out some of the, you know, my distractions, my coping skills. You know, you can actually, that's a great practice right there. And that's skill building. You're helping the person. And then they walk away, they walk away and it's on their phone. They're taking the resource with them, right? And a lot of these apps, and my three is not one of these, but a lot of the apps send you reminders and updates and they have sober day counters and you know all kinds of stuff, right? And so I think that's important too, that it's not just, hey, this is a resource. I always like to put something in the person's hands so that they're leaving with something, literature, printout, a guide, an yeah. app, something. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, when it comes to like our scope of practice, also when we're talking about our professional responsibility, it's that we, 
you know, we are required to fulfill necessary training and continuing education. And mm -hmm. there is tons of resources out there, right? Like, mm -hmm. um, I don't know where to get my CEUs or my continuing education mm -hmm. units. And, you know, one of the ones that is uh, been very beneficial for me is getting notifications from SAMHSA. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. SAMHSA.gov. I mean, I think, uh, I think, I personally think all peer supporters should go to the SAMHSA.gov site and yes. sign up and get these notifications because there's so much information coming out around recovery, peer support, and, and, it's, and it's in all different ways. I mean, there's data stuff, there's training stuff, right? And that's a really good point because you can, you can tailor it to your profession, yeah. right? You can tailor it to what you're actually doing um, on what notifications you get from them. So you're not bombarded with like all of these irrelevant resources, right, right? But you can also like you know see what's going on in in different professions. Yeah, the SAMHSA.gov site, you know, I, I give them big kudos because this site has has really improved in the last couple of years. Um, uh, whoever has sort of taken over has really done a fantastic job. It used to be a little more challenging to find stuff on their site because they have so much information. And now, I mean, it, it's just great. I mean, they have these like tiles and I mean, you can find data on all kinds of things from uh, uh, state opioid response grants to, you know, meth use, uh, youth cigarette smoking, suicide yeah. numbers. I mean, if you're writing a grant, you're writing a proposal, say you want to expand your, um, your peer support program and you want to bring... I mean, this is the place to go and it's so easy to find the data. Um, so you have all of that stuff going on, all the data, all the reports are all right there. But then you also have cool stuff like find a behavioral health treatment provider. And yeah. we, we have this app on our website. You can use it there too. You know, the suicide prevention lifeline, plus there's materials you can get. I mean, they have posters and, and wallet cards and stickers and like all kinds of stuff. Um, it, this, this is the, in my opinion, the most comprehensive resource for a peer supporter. You know, the other thing that they have done, I thought is really nice on here is they've consolidated their public messages. So like PSAs. Yeah. And so if you want to look up a PSA for meth use, it's, it's right here. There's a tile. If you want to look up one for serious mental illness, there's one right here, you know, um, trauma, you know, there's, there's, I mean, literally they're, they're at your fingertips, you know, youth and mental, mental illness and substance use. And there are all these PSAs and you can use those. You can put them on your website. You know, you can use them for advertising, um, your services in your local community. So I, I just think I can't, talk enough about it because it's really a wonderful site well put together yeah you know there's a there's a question coming in from from the audience that they have a peer that they are helping who has severe trauma from childhood and is struggling to reach out to the community resources available my peer states he feels ashamed and not being of not being able to provide for his needs how do I help him overcome his own stigma I don't know my my first initial thought to this is um, struggling to reach out to the community resources available. 
and maybe that's maybe that's something that you can go on technology with right like the first thing that sticks out to me is support group central and i mean mm. you can go into a childhood trauma specific group and be able to share freely there with you know maybe people that aren't in your specific community to where you're feeling that stigma and come up with some strategies through your peers in that group to to overcome that yeah I just, while you were talking, I, I still have the SAMHSA site pulled up. So I put that in. It brought up 270 results. Wow. So, you know, men and uh, childhood trauma, men uh, eating disorders, uh, men experiencing homelessness, criminal justice, childhood trauma-informed care, uh, wow. at risk for men, understanding childhood trauma, trauma and violence. I mean, it just goes on and on. And this is what I mean about, you know, we, you know, we don't have every resource in our community that's always yeah. available. I mean, it's just, that's the way it is. I think as a peer supporter, I, I, I love this motto is I don't have to have all the answers, yeah. but I need to know where to go to, to find them or who to ask to find them. Right. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. that's one thing that I, I feel confident in is I don't have to know everything but I, I kind of know who to ask, right? I know who to ask. I know kind of where to navigate to find um, answers if my peer wants them. Right, right. I think, I think the other part of this, you know, this question that comes to mind for me with, um, you know, for peer supporters is part of the scope of practice is also around advocacy. So if you're working with somebody and there's no resources in your community or there's stigma coming back in your community, you know, then maybe you, you need to start an initiative in your community to address these needs. You know, there's places like the local advisory council that you can go to and say, look, we don't have any services around this, whatever this is. And that's different in different towns. But as a peer supporter, systems change, you know, that advocacy where we're advocating not for ourselves or a specific client, but we're advocating in general for the betterment of the whole community, that's important too. And that's stuff you can also find on the SAMHSA website. They have all kinds of guides around community conversations, how to, yeah. how to have town hall meetings and talk about these issues. Hey, how come we don't have more information about this? You know, maybe there's PSAs on it that can be run on, you know, your local television yeah. station. You know, and like I think about, you know, at, at the local level, like reach out to your newspaper and, you know, have an article on childhood trauma and stigma, you know, like, yeah. you know, an, an opinion piece or something like that. Like that, mm -hmm. that's a resource to start educating and getting the word out there also. Right, right. And, yeah. and then, and then the apps, you know, going, I know there's a wonderful, I know the, the VA, the Veterans Administration has a great uh, PTSD app, I know. Um, but but searching around, I don't know the specific one for childhood trauma, but searching around to, to help find something like that. There is one. There may even there's probably even one right on Facebook, I'll bet, for childhood trauma. There's probably an existing group, you know, for, for men that you could find. And that's a resource. That's that's the work we do as peer supporters to find. Uh, you know, benefits for the people we're working with. And sometimes it, it takes a little more work. You know, right. it's, it's not at our fingertips. Yeah. But, but taking the time, I, I think that's the part I want to really stress is 
we're not here to so much talk about go check out this specific one thing. I'm just using SAMHSA as an example or our website right. as an example, but we need to make that part of the practice. It needs to be part of the organization, part of the program. We need to constantly be learning. And um, that's the other thing on the, the SAMHSA site that I think is, is really beneficial. You can sign up for trainings um, from technical assistance centers. So there is a, a trauma-informed technical assistance center. You can sign up. There's a Native American one. There's one for youth. There's one for mental health. There's one, you know, they're, they're for everything. This is another great resource so that we continue to learn also. And, and yeah, how, how can we help, right? Yeah, I mean, because like really, if you're if you're only doing like one-on-one -on -one peer support, right? At day in, day out out right like there's some self-advocacy advocacy that if you if they're not if your agency is not allowing you to further your education further your resources that um this is actually part of our scope of practice that we do this right like it's mm -hmm. it's a requirement of um of the job mm -hmm. um and you know advocate for yourself that you know i need i need specific time for education, for resources that I can bring back to not only my peers, but to the organization. Yeah. Because peer supporters actually help like whole organizations recover as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think um, if you go on the MPN website and you go to our resource page, we have a pretty extensive page where we have lots of stuff on here. And, and when I say lots of stuff, because it's pretty broad, we have um, films, links for films, you know, there's things like ACEs, but we also have program specific ones. And, and I'm not, I'm not familiar with every single one of these. Um, but these are the ones that we recommend because these come from SAMHSA. These are nationally recognized programs. There's a couple that I am familiar with, like seeking safety is one for sure. Yeah. And, and um, you know, that's, that's a really, um, like that's a really great tool that we have it's easy to navigate you can just we have a search a search bar where you can just put in a keyword and if we have anything on there it'll come up and you know say you're you're wanting to search our website and there's that keyword doesn't come up and maybe you know of a resource right you're just trying to get like other resources you know of a resource so to our viewers to anybody listening like you know, peer support, MPN is is a is a network, right? Uh, we value your resources. We value, mm -hmm. you know, what you guys have um, learned up to this point, also, and share it with us. We'd love to. We'd love to put it on there. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I hope I hope that helps. Um, the question, person who asked that question, there, some some things, but I think, yeah, as peer supporter, I think we just. We really want to be doing that. And when you're thinking about continuing education, it's not about checking the boxes. It's not about just racking up hours. It's about learning specific things that you can bring to your practice so you continue to grow in your professional development. And so whether you know you pick something, it's on our site or you go to the SAMHSA site you know, you can get these notifications. I mean, I literally get them every day. I'm getting emails about training opportunities and it's kind of nice. I mean, I get to pick the things that interest me or the things 
I don't know much about that I want to learn more about. Um, and so I get to choose because there's so much happening across the nation with, you know, everything's on video now. So it's, yeah, it's easy to attend. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I just actually went to a training on diminishing stigma in behavioral health services. And, you know, that was uh, put on by C4 Innovations and it was mm -hmm. What, one of the best, one of the best resources and trainings I have. And, and, you know, it really helps me look at like, oh my gosh, maybe I have a little bit of stigma, right? Mm, maybe, sure. maybe I'm a stigmatizer, sure. right? Like, sure. you know, it really, it really um, opens your mind and, and helps you like move forward in your own recovery. And then how you are with your peers. I mean, that's just one example. There's yeah. so many there. Yeah. Yeah, it's easy to get stuck in our own little little bubble. You know, we provide services and we're doing a good job and, you know, right? But if we're not pushing outside that bubble to seek out new things, then we we start operating in this very small space and and it doesn't take long until until things sort of pass you by because things are evolving so quickly now. Um you know, what, what you learned a couple years ago, if you went to PS 101, it's different now. The whole training has evolved. Like the continuing ed has evolved. Everything is evolving very quickly. And yeah. so um, we really have to keep learning and it's all part of it. It's all part of, you know, our, our the scope, but it's part of that professional development piece. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, well, we've just about reached the top of the hour. And so uh, this has been really good, Ashley. I, uh, I like this topic and it's something uh, I don't think we've done before. Using Facebook Live as a resource to get the word out there on resources, that's, mm -hmm. that's also a way. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Social media, lots of opportunities there. That's yeah. for sure. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode and please uh, tune in next time. And if you have ideas or you want to be a guest, uh, feel free to send them over to us. Uh, we're always looking for that kind of stuff. And thanks so much. Thank you. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works. Recovery is possible. Recovery is possible. <laughs> recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery is possible.